should a woman go to win back the love of her life? Should she chase him and force him to realize what he's losing? I think not. Plus, the most compelling reasons you should ditch your birth control. Reason number one might shock you. And Nick Cannon is on a one-man mission to repopulate the world. But what he's really doing is contributing to America's most toxic social issue. And finally, we will discuss one woman's dilemma and answer her most troubling relationship question. All of that and more on the very first episode of The Lavender Life 613. A few nights ago, I'd finished all of my housework, the kids were fed, and I'd made sure all of their homework was done. The toddler was bathed and quietly watching Sonic 2 for the millionth time, and I found myself with some time to relax and just escape the hassle of being a mom. Okay, so typically I would use this time for self-care basics, but I did the unthinkable and found myself down the rabbit hole of insanity that is TikTok, or as I like to affectionately call it, TikToxic. I'd convinced myself that I was just hopping on for a moment to check in on my virtual friends, but nope. I randomly landed on a live video being hosted by a young woman who I'd never seen before. Let's just call her Ramona. I was immediately drawn into this beautiful young woman who had tears of black mascara streaming down her cheeks as she threw back glass after glass of red wine. According to Ramona, her boyfriend, let's call him George, the love of her life had left her suddenly and went straight into the arms of another woman. And as if this weren't painful enough, this other woman added insult to injury by sending heartbroken Ramona videos of her and George in bed as he denounced his love for Ramona in a moment of love drunken stupor. Oh my gosh, the betrayal. Now, I'd be lying if I said I'm not interested in the affairs of others, but this was just different. This wasn't your Awalitas telenova. This was raw, unfiltered, and real life shattering drama. Ramona had lost her mind. She'd admitted to drinking a bottle of wine. Her grandmother had recently passed away and her abusive ex-ex-ex-boyfriend was working hard at stalking and harassing her. And now, George, the love of her life, her rock, her safe place, and hope for true love and peace was in bed making love to another woman. I felt her pain. I truly did. But what I couldn't understand was her way of handling it. 40 minutes into the drama and 3,500 viewers later, Ramona's histrionics reached peak level. The alcohol had clearly gotten the best of her and her sadness was replaced by rage. Ramona went insane. She literally put a hit out on George on live TikTok. She gave out his home address, his current location, where he was with his affair partner. She gave out his social security number. She showed graphic photos and supposed evidence that she was carrying his baby, all in a desperate effort to get him to return home to her immediately. Now, of course, by this point, TikTok got involved and ended the live and banned her account into non-existence. 
And it got me to thinking, how exactly should a woman handle a breakup? How far, if at all, should she go to win back the love of her life? Should she chase after him and make him realize what he's losing? I think not. My name is Shay Molina. I am the reigning Mrs. Orange County, and I am vying for the title of Mrs. Florida. And this is the Lavender Life 613, where we discuss wellness, romance, and motherhood. And today, I want to share with you some of the realest advice on how to handle a bad breakup without losing your femininity. Okay, so if any of you know me, you'll probably say, Shay, you've been in your relationship for 21 years. What would you know about a bad breakup? But trust me, I have been there. There have been times in my relationship where my husband and I were together for the kids, but essentially broken up. And I'm gonna share with you some of the best things that got me through it, as well as some tips from psychology. So yeah, let's get right to it. So number one is you wanna focus on yourself and not the relationship. There's nothing you can do to change that man. There's probably not much you can do to change about the situation, but you can change yourself. Don't think that you can fix a man because you can't. And even if you could fix him, he would come to resent you for it. Okay, so don't focus on him and the relationship. I would suggest that you practice some self-care, whatever that means for you. Um, Self-care is really different for each woman. For me, it's going to the gym, um, taking care of my body. When I'm not feeling so good, I like to watch what I eat, be mindful of what I put into my body. But whatever self-care is for you, you want to do that. Um, And you want to be active too because it releases endorphins, which are feel-good chemicals. And when you're active, do it for the right reasons. Don't be like some of these girls out here who are like, well, I'm going to get and shape and get fine to make him jealous. No, don't do not do that, girl. Just get in shape for all of the right reasons because when your body is healthy, your mind will be healthy and it helps you better deal with that breakup. And I think what the best part about focusing on yourself and not the relationship is that you can extend yourself into others. And what I mean by that is focus on nurturing those who are in your charge. And if you have children, this would be your children. Focus on your kids. Focus on making sure that they're cared for. Um, I know a lot of times if there's a bad breakup or something going on, that can take away from your child care. Um, So make sure that you are really focusing on the care of your children. If you don't have kids, that can be pets or your plants. And you can even go further than that and focus on the elderly or on widows, or just anywhere in the community where you can apply yourself and take the focus off of a relationship where you are not wanted. Number two is find an activity that you enjoy. Now, this one's gonna be short and sweet. You can find an activity, something that's new, something you've always wanted to try but never had the opportunity, or even better, you can do something that you used to do but don't do anymore if that makes sense like let me explain i know when i went through something in my relationship i'd given up (laughs) i'm not gonna say what the thing is but i gave up a particular thing 
Um, just because life got in the way, my relationship got in the way, my kids got in the way. But when I stopped focusing on the relationship so much, I was able to focus on some of those old hobbies that I like to do. So that's tip number two, find an activity either old or new. Tip number three is to feel what you are feeling. Okay, so when you go through a breakup, you don't want to lose your femininity, okay? And one of the truest things about femininity and being a woman is that we have intense emotions. And for whatever reason, society is always trying to take our emotions away from us or have them calm them down. Here, take this pill. It'll help you not feel whatever you're feeling or you know, suck it up, buttercup. No, allow yourself to feel what you're feeling. Don't try and hold back and keep it pent up and suppressed because that's really a masculine thing to do. That's what men do. They, you know, keep their emotions pent up. We're women. You're allowed to feel what you're feeling. Feel When we feel what we feel, it allows us to process and learn, okay? But the key about that is that you want to do it in a healthy way. Don't go off on your man or anyone else. Don't like fly off the hinge screaming at them and go nuts. Feel your emotions, but feel them in a healthy way. Um, some of the, some ideas for that would be to keep a diary or to talk to a counselor or talk to a clergy member or my favorite is prayer and meditation. But feel what you're feeling. Which leads me right into tip number four, keep a diary. Keeping a diary is a healthy and simple way to process your feelings. But the cool thing about a diary is that it allows you to navigate your path to healing. You can make plans, you can track your progress, and you can even go back a few pages and read and you can see just how far you've come, which is one of the best parts in my opinion about keeping a diary. But what I really love about journaling or keeping a diary is that it allows you to put things into perspective. If you're anything like the normal female, we can have a thousand thoughts going on in our head at one time. But when you write it down, everything gets put into perspective. Tip number five is to just let it go. Okay? It can be hard to let go of a relationship or a man who you loved, but sometimes it's just better to let it go. It helps you to not be so sick with sadness and everything else. If it's not serving you, if he doesn't want you, if he can't appreciate you for what you offer and bring to the table, let it go. Even if you know that you are good for him, the best for him, still let him go. It's not very ladylike to try and teach a man something even if you know it to be true girl he will resent you for it don't try and convince him that you are it let that man go do not chase him that's the number one thing do not chase him now the very best tip that i have on how to get over a really bad breakup can be found on my website thelavenderlife613.com If you click on the Romance tab, there's an article entitled Six Tips on How to Get Through an Unwanted Breakup Without Losing Your Femininity. And tip number six is there. And while you're there, make sure you subscribe. 
Anyway, let's move on to my two top topics. Nick Cannon, former Nickelodeon star and father of 11, recently announced that he is expecting his 12th child with the mother of his twins, Abby De La Rosa. If you know anything about Nick Cannon, you probably know that he is notorious for getting beautiful women pregnant and has claimed himself a total of six baby mamas. Most recently, it's been reported that the 42-year-old rapper, actor, and comedian spends an estimated $3 million a year on child support, and there's nothing funny about that. But Cannon clapped back and said the estimate is inaccurate. And he spends much more than that on his 11 and a half children, none of which he lives with on a permanent basis. And when criticized about his polyamorous ways, Nick Cannon said that monogamy is a Eurocentric concept. Is it though? Let's take a look at the statistics. According to the United States Census Bureau, there are more than 18.3 American children who live without a father in the home. That means that almost half of the children in our country are fatherless. What is fatherless? Well, the Collins Dictionary definition of fatherless is any child whose father has died or does not live with them. And these children suffer severe impacts. According to the CDC, fatherless children are two times more likely to die as infants, two times more likely to drop out of school, and three times more likely to go to jail. They are significantly more likely to have behavioral issues, struggle with depression, anxiety, and other mental health issues too. Furthermore, fatherless children are more likely to struggle financially, abuse drugs and alcohol, and become sexually promiscuous. They're even more aggressive and violent. But the most shocking statistic is that six out of 10 suicides committed by teenagers and young adults are from fatherless homes. So to Nick Cannon, I will say that being a father is more than providing a seed. It's more than showering children with lavish gifts. Being a father means being present in your children's lives and showing them the true value of family by being committed and exclusive to their mother. Nick, being with one woman and loving her is not a Eurocentric idea, but rather it's what all women long for. Nick Cannon, you should know that families are the strength of a nation. They form stable communities and stable communities create a stable nation. Your idea that men of color should spread their seed recklessly and use women is at the very core of the toxicity that continues to plague the black community. And you ought to be ashamed of your actions. Nick Cannon, if you have a breeding fetish, just say that. Moving right along to top topic number two, reasons to ditch the birth control. Now birth control has been around for ages. Deciding if and when to have a baby has always been a top concern for women. In ancient Egypt, there are records of women using various forms of natural remedies to prevent unwanted pregnancies. But in my opinion, one of their most interesting remedies was the use of honey as a spermicide. Can you imagine? The women would insert the honey into their vagina because they believed it would prevent pregnancy. That's wild, and I do not recommend that. 
But later on in the 1800s, it was very popular for women to use many of the natural methods that we still use today, like the rhythm method, coitus interruptus, and lactation. And women in the 1800s even wore amulets and charms around their necks to prevent unwanted pregnancies. It's strange, but it's true. And to be honest, some of the most tried and true methods to prevent pregnancy are those that have been around for centuries. But it's more of the modern and more popular methods that have adverse, dangerous, and often unspoken effects on the overall health of women. And it is my personal belief that all people should be thoroughly informed about what they put into their body. It's just so normal to arrive at a doctor's office and blindly trust them when they prescribe us substances to put into our bodies. We've all been there, right? And birth control is no different. The Center of Disease Control estimates that 64.9% of women ages 15 to 49 are on some form of contraceptive. These synthetic hormone-filled contraceptives aren't only prescribed to prevent unwanted pregnancies either. They're literally given out like a one-size-fits-all remedy for acne, PMS, menstrual cramps, depression, and other like basic conditions that women face. These doctors rarely offer healthy alternatives because the pill is always more lucrative and more effective at lining their pockets. Instead of a doctor advising a woman to make small changes to her diet to control her acne, he gives her the pill. Instead of explaining to her that being hydrated and getting plenty of exercise helps to alleviate cramps, he gives her the pill. There are healthier alternatives to contraceptives, yet they are prescribed and given out like candy. But at what expense? Let's take a look at the statistics, shall we? According to the CDC, modern birth control is a group 1 carcinogenic. That's in the same group as arsenic, asbestos, and cigarette smoking. Contraceptives are heavily associated with an increased risk of cancer, especially breast, cervical, and liver cancer. The physical side effects of contraceptives are acne, irregular bleeding, weight gain, and emotional problems. Women on contraceptives are 80% more likely to suffer from depression and other mental health conditions. And blood clots are a common side effect. You are three to four times more likely to get blood clots while on contraceptives and 250 more times likely to have a heart attack or stroke. I meant to say 250% more likely to have a heart attack or stroke. The most horrific part is that these risks increase over time. That's just ominous, right? There's another side effect that I found particularly interesting, and it's about ovulation. And I wrote about that on the LavenderLife613.com. Just click on the wellness tab and you'll see it there. But in the meantime, I urge you to quit contraceptives if you're on them. Talk to your healthcare provider, of course, but more importantly, do your own research. There is power in knowledge, and there's a plethora of information available from credible sources. You can start with the cdc.gov or nih.gov. And if you're concerned about welcoming a baby, my advice is to look into those more natural remedies that have been effective since prehistoric times. Like seriously, the rhythm method works. I wouldn't recommend amulets and crystals, but coitus interruptus works. 
And when in doubt and unmarried, abstinence works 100% of the time. Okay, now we're going to get to my favorite segment, and that is when I take a question from a caller. All right, so here's a question. It's been about 10 days since I discovered my husband's betrayal. My intuition told me that something wasn't right, and as ashamed as I am to admit it, my intuition led me to go through his phone. I discovered that he's been using a secret Instagram account to carry on a virtual affair with his coworker, and he was spending a lot of time on OnlyFans. After 10 days, I've come to the decision that I don't think I want to try and repair our marriage. I've met with my husband a few times since I found out to talk openly and honestly, but still find myself unable to believe what he's saying. Not only that, but whenever I tell this story to someone new, I feel more convinced that I don't want to go back. He suggested that we go to counseling and has sought individual counseling, but I'm so mentally exhausted after this and other incidents in the past that I'm not sure I could. When we last met up, I said we should try dating each other again. At first, he seemed fine with this, but based on what he said after, he still wanted me to move home without the next within the next week or so. I'm not ready for that, and I don't when or if I will be fine. He said he wasn't sure if he could cope with not knowing, and I told him that this dating idea is just to see if we can repair the trust, but I don't know if it would. We planned our first date to the movies tomorrow, and I am filled with a horrible sense of dread because I know I don't want to go back to him. I told two friends the story yesterday, and saying it aloud twice just really cemented me for what he did was awful, and I don't think there's a way of coming back from it. But I've tried my best in our meetings to not lead him on with the idea that I was definitely coming home, but now I don't know how to bring myself to tell him that I'm done. I think it might destroy him, but at the same time, the entire thing has nearly destroyed me. My very first thought when I hear this is a lesson that my mom and dad raised me up on. They always told me that it's a bad idea to talk about your relationships with your friends. And growing up, I thought it was kind of weird, right? Like, what are friends for? You get advice from your friends. Friends tell each other everything. That's your bestie. You keep each other's secrets, right? Yeah, no. <laughs> My parents were definitely onto something. Friends may not have your best interest at heart. And I don't mean that in a malicious way. Sometimes they're jealous. Like, we all have that one girlfriend who's a hater. But most of the time, they're just unable to give you good sound advice, right? I think you should confide in your spouse only. If you're married, you said for better or worse, and communication is at the root of any good relationship. So when times are bad in a marriage, you should still communicate with your spouse. Anything you're feeling, tell him about it. Let him know. Give him that opportunity to understand where you're coming from. And another thing I want to say about this call is she mentioned that her intuition led her to the discovery. 
trust your intuition trust your intuition more than you trust your friends right they don't they don't know your marriage they don't really know what's best for you but your intuition is never going to steer you wrong if there is one thing that i've learned during my 36 years on this planet is that my intuition is not going to steer me in the wrong place so lean into that more than you lean into your friends And also, 10 days really isn't enough time to decide to end a marriage. That's really fast. That's kind of like, to me, that's just acting too quickly. Um, It should be, you guys, I take marriage really seriously, okay? It's a commitment. It's a forever commitment. You literally say, well, most people say for better or for worse. So when it gets worse, that's not the time to throw it out. That's not to say for sure all marriages should last, but it's just not the time to throw it out. Um, It shouldn't be ended unless all attempts have been made to repair the marriage. Have you been to counseling? Uh, You did mention that he is asking for counseling, and that's a really good sign. It's an even better sign that he's seeking individual counseling. Keep in mind that all people make mistakes, um, even even you make mistakes. So just just keep that in mind. Um, now I'm not one of those people who are gonna sit here and tell you to stay in a bad situation forever. Or a girl, if he's cheating on you over and over again, leave. no, stay with him. No, I, I'm not saying that. But if it's as simple as you said it was, and he's willing to make change and he's willing to seek help. Give him, give him a second chance, right? Um, I would also say to move home, go back home and fight for your marriage. Go on dates, have fun. <laughs> Focus on the future, not on the past and give him a reason to fight for your marriage. What I mean by that is so many times, like if a woman catches her man up and in, in doing something that he's not supposed to be doing, it's so easy to play the victim and be like, oh my God, you hurt me. Like you did this, you did that. That becomes exhausting. And that man could genuinely have just made a mistake, especially if the marriage is very young and it's never happened before. And there was like no sex involved. He was just kind of looking online. Um, it can be very exhausting to constantly hear you did this, you did that. It kind of hinders the opportunity to grow the marriage. So give them a reason to fight for the marriage, you know? Just kind of be your feminine, beautiful, and loving self. Don't let it tear you down. I know you said it felt like it's destroying you, but it's not, girl. You got this. Like, even if your marriage ends, you are not destroyed by something that a man did to you okay just keep that in mind um the last thing i'll say about that is marriage is a constant give and take situation he took from you so give okay um give to yourself give to him and one day you might take it might not be an affair but (laughs) as women we can we can be annoying and do some things to men too so that's my advice on that Okay, lovies, that is all I have for you today. I truly appreciate you tuning in to my very first episode. I'm really excited about this. And please support me by sharing my content and visiting my website, The Lavender Life 613, where you can find tons of information on wellness, parenting, and romance. Oh, and make sure you join my giveaway. 
Um, I'm going to be giving away a pair of sterling silver and Swarovski crystal earrings. I'll have more information posted that posted about that on my homepage. But thank you so much for listening. I cannot wait to do this again. Be blessed, be at peace, and be loved. Bye! <laughs>